What is up, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of The Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and along with me is my good buddy, Connor Sheeran. Connor, this is going to be one hell of an episode. I'm just putting that right out there at the top. I'm excited. I'm excited. Man, it, it, it's just like, I mean, I, like, we have something angry, to talk about. Like, I'm, I'm angry, but I'm also apathetic. I'm sad, but I'm also kind of like excited. I don't know. I don't know even know what I'm feeling right now. It, there's just a whole lot of emotions going on. Um, I, I kind of took all my emotions out on Twitter last night, but I still have, I feel like I have so much more to say. <laughs> and like, and when I say that, like, I, I can't even tell you what I'm going to say yet. I have no, we have no rundown planned. There's mm. no, there's no specific, like, list. There, there, it, we're just, this is, this is a venting session for exactly. for us and and for you, the Jets fans out there that need to hear, need, need something to to get them through the rest of this week because, quite honestly, it's this is one of the worst weeks uh, the Jets have had, maybe ever. Um, Quite some time, that's for sure. Uh, so I, I I I tweeted out last night. Uh, it's actually this this tweet banged. This, it did. This, I saw that. This went. This one went. This one went off a little bit. Uh, it made the rounds on Jets Twitter. That's for sure. It, it did. Adam Gase and I'll just read the tweet because it, it, it's how I feel. Adam Gase is the worst thing to ever happen to the Jets, ever. And this team went through the butt fumble, drafted Christian Hackenberg, Brett Favre's Crocs. Richie Cotite, Testaverde's injury, Belichick resigning after day one. All right, and people in the comments they contributed their own. Uh, Ick and Campali knocking out Geno Smith. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, people are saying Cotite was worse. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Um, and honestly, I was like four at the time. At least for, at least for our generation, we can't. You can't. It's hard to compare it. They're like my memories of. The Richie Kotite era are, I was like six, I think, during those years. Right. And my memories of it are my dad, like, the first times I can visibly remember my dad being angry at something that wasn't me or my sisters doing. Like him just pacing <laughs> around my house, pissed off every Sunday because of what was happening with this stupid football team. And that's my memories of the Richie Kotite era. We got uh, Vernon Golston. He didn't get a shout out in that one. Someone said that's terrible. Yeah, you know what? There's only so many characters in a tweet, buddy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Browning Nagel. I, I don't even know who that is. I'm not gonna lie. It's, there's such a long train wreck. Um, of let's see. This like, I mean, mi- missing on Marino is the, obviously the fake, the, the, yeah, missing on Marino. The fake spike. Uh, they traded for Tebow. Um, yeah. Let's see, Drew Ble- uh, taking out Drew Bledsoe, enabling Tom Brady's career. Right. Uh, oh, this guy had a bunch of them. Passing on Marino, Kyle Brady, Blair Thomas, Johnny Lamb Jones, Dwayne <laughs> Robertson, Vernon Golston, signing Neil O'Donnell. Um, <laughs> Rex Ryan's weird ass tattoo of his wife wearing a Sanchez jersey. That was just. That wasn't. I couldn't. I was not even close to being the worst thing about the Jets. Like, yeah, but like that was it, just it, one. That was just a weird. It was just setup. a weird thing. Yeah, and we don't the... we don't kink shame on this podcast. So if that's what Rex was into. That's what he's into. Like, <laughs> well, we on. know he was into more than just weird tattoos. Okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, this guy goes worst era in my fifty years as a fan. Hire a dolphin retread 
what the what the fuck did they expect? Has, <laughs> has always been a locker room. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's that's pretty much it. If, even the old hats are saying that. Like, I mean, what's there to say? I, I mean, if there the guys that have been here since the start, guys like uh, like my dad who was born in '52, who was older than the Jets franchise itself, who hopped on because they were like the new young team that's right when joe namath came on board so it's like why be an old man like why do i like the giants when i can like this new team that won the super bowl like you know they're excited like you know they went through like all the lows of the eras since then so this is the, like this is just this is another level like how, how did you um, find out walk me through your night because um, i was watching the bachelor and i don't usually watch the bachelor but I was like, you know what? Like, this game's a blowout. I was watching the Titans-Bills right. game. It was a blowout. And apparently, I mean, all my a lot of my friends watch The Bachelor. And you know what? I'm a single guy. I'm looking to talk to some girls. And this is what they watch. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get with the lexicon here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was watching The Bachelor. And at 8.52, I received a text from my friend Dan saying, wow. And I just sent him a question mark back. And I go to the rest of I I'm like, okay, something just happened. Dan Dan doesn't <laughs> usually just text me out of the blue. This is a guy like, you know, I'll see like once in a while. And, you know, g- good buddy of mine, but not somebody I text with regularly. And he just says, Wow. And I just send a question mark back. I go to Twitter and you know that gif of or that scene in community where Donald Glover, Childish uh-huh. Gambino walks into the room with the pizza. And everything's like on fire and every, shit. and everything's on fire. That's how I felt. I felt right. like this, the whole world was on fire. Went right into Twitter. Yeah. I, I had friends sending me my tweets from 2018 when the Jets signed, or 20, whenever, when the Jets signed Le'Veon Bell laughing at me. It was miserable. It was miserable. What, what was your night like? I was, actually, I was actually playing Call of Duty with three of my buddies, and we're sitting there. I had, you know, the game on my laptop. It's usually what I do if it's, like, a game. It's, like, it was a great game. I well, won't up until a certain point but yeah i'm sitting there playing all of a sudden one of my buddies for all you guys that play guys and gals that play call of duty Warzone, one of my buddies that have been knocked out he just said he just says on the, the voice chat he's like wow the jets release Levion," and i sit there i'm like i'm still playing and i didn't even say anything they didn't laugh at me they just kind of <laughs> were just like wow like i mean i i wasn't shocked I think everyone knew that this was a doomed relationship. Le'Veon wasn't going to make it like he was, this was going to be his last season with the team regardless. I just don't think anybody expected him to just get released in like the middle of the season. See, I didn't not, know. Even, not, not even the middle of the season. No, I, you thought it was the, I see that's the thing. There's the disconnect right there. I was like, okay, you know, you got Le'Veon for like another two and a half more years. You get a new head coach and somebody who can actually use this guy. Like mm. He's an asset. You're already mm-hmm. paying the guy. I mean, if you want to eat the dead cat, like I understand why Joe Douglas did it because he's trying right. to just clear house and right. redo everything and make it his team. I totally get that. And it's clear. I mean, it's anybody with a brain knows that Adam Gase is gone after this season, maybe even midseason. At latest. At, at latest the after the latest. season. At the absolute latest. Right. And, and we'll get to the whole Dolphins scenario. And what we were talking about weeks ago about how we need Adam Gase fired after the first Dolphins loss because they were supposed to play back-to-back weeks where it was a Dolphins game by Dolphins, but because of COVID and all the schedule change. Anyway, 
I, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I, I mean, I was shocked. I could not believe that they. Mm. I, I saw Manisha's tweet from the other day, and I mean, I don't even follow Manish anymore. Like, he's just irrelevant. I, mean, uh, yeah. I just, I don't even. <laughs> I hate him. He's the worst. And I saw like, oh, the Jets are shopping Le'Veon, and I'm like, classic Manish, like just trying to get clicks, whatever. But then other people started like building on building yeah. on that and they were like yeah we're hearing this too they're trying to shop Le'Veon, connor hughes uh samini um also a fuck cause fuck that guy <laughs> uh for for writing for writing that article all right yeah. you fucking pompous piece of shit are you kidding me I saying that I... oh the jets need to get rid of Le'Veon. listen i, I they, they got rid of him I, I hope you're happy dude i hope yeah. you're happy the jets have Literally no talent on the roster at all, and that includes the goddamn quarterback position at this point. Because I, I don't, I, except for Mackay Becton, except for Mackay Becton, and, and maybe Mims. I hope. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, he came off IR today, so I doubt we'll see him Sunday, but we'll see him at some point, maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> I was, I was shocked. It was more so, just, it wasn't even. It wasn't even shock. It was. It wasn't even shock. Shock's not the right word. It was. No shock. It was. It was shocking anger. If that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Where it wasn't like I was like, oh, I can't believe they released him. It was like, holy fuck, I root for this team. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You know, Pretty I, much. I I I walked upstairs. I said to my dad, my mom, my dad were watching TV upstairs, and I go, the Jets just released Le'Veon. And my dad's like, what? He's a Giants fan. And I'm like, yeah, the Jets just released Le'Veon. And he's like, you good? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I fucking, I fucking hate this team so much. Like, <laughs> I had nothing else to say. Well, let me, ask, let me ask you this. How did you become a Jet fan? My uncle. Your uncle. So did you, um, like, he's the so cool uncle. Like... So my dad never pushed his teams onto me, except for the New York Rangers, because that's the sport he likes the most. He's gotcha. a big hockey guy. Um, went to like multiple playoff games uh, in 94 and, and you know, like he, he had season tickets to the Rangers, huge guy, huge Rangers guy, um, which oddly enough, my brother's a Devils fan, which he's, hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, I like Brodor. No, you picked all the opposite teams of me just to piss me off. All right. <laughs> he's a he's a Devils, Giants, Yankees fan, and he Ouch. doesn't care about basketball. I'm a Mets, Jets, Knicks guy and Rangers. Ouch. guy. Right. So my dad, <laughs> my dad didn't push any of his teams on me. My uncle, he's the cool uncle. Right. Uh, he's like the only uncle I have, and he uh, most absurd thing of all time. He grew up a Steelers fan, <laughs> and then no! switched to the Jets. No, which makes no sense. Oh. I just don't. I I don't understand that at all. I, I I could be a Steelers fan, super happy, two Super Bowls in my lifetime. I have Big Ben, and I I, mean, I, I would have already had Le'Veon. I would have had Le'Veon when he was yeah. great. And yeah, Antonio totally. Brown, and I'd have Juju right now, and I'd still have Big Ben, and I was, and I'm probably gonna end up with Sam Darnold anyway, you know, <laughs> like, like God damn it, like I could be a Steelers fan. No, I'm a fucking Jets fan, man. And you and, can't, you can't. I see people saying it's like I'm out, like I'm, I'm out, I'm out on this franchise, I'm out on this team. Some people saying it's like I'm not watching another game until they fire Gase. Some people were, I saw some people saying. I'm not watching another game until the Johnsons sell the team. Like, no, I mean that's in, that's not realistic. Like, it's not real. Like the Johnsons thing is not realistic. I get it. If you don't want to watch this team while Gase is the coach, right? I get right. That. that that's it. Like, that's 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 that's, that's, that's yep, the move. Thing, right I, there. I mean, that you Listen, could be waiting 
a long time for Listen, that. Listen, I mean, I, I'd be very surprised. I, I want to – I would love to see the ratings from the New York market during Jets games the rest of the season compare them mm-hmm. to the, the, the yearly averages because mm-hmm. I think they're going to go way down. Because and – I, and I don't think the Jets – are affected by that. I think that's more of a CBS thing. Like the Jets get the money anyway. It's a TV contract, right? It's like signed, sealed, delivered. But mm-hmm. merch, mer- like merch, no one's buying jerseys because everybody that, like, I've seen 800 <laughs> tweets where they're like, oh, cool, my Le'Veon Bell jersey is irrelevant now. And this is also after we traded Jamal Adams, who yours truly bought his jersey. So we're all just fucking suckers. Me and me and Fitz, uh, formerly of, of Gotham, we were like, I, I tweeted at him, like, he's like, well, he was like, "Yeah, I just I bought this Le'Veon. I bought Le'Veon and Adams jerseys or whatever. Like this is the last time. Like I, it was like the first time I in 15 years I bought a jersey. And I go, yeah, I bought the Adams jersey. We're such fucking suckers. <laughs> He's if like, yeah, we're such jersey, suckers. You buy a jersey, only go throwback. That's the only yeah. thing you ever do. Yeah, like because any team. you can't buy a Darnold jersey because he's gonna be gone. gone. He's gonna be gone." And I'm not buying a Trevor Lawrence jersey because I can't trust this fucking franchise. <laughs> no, you can't. And and no, you and can't. you know what? And you know what? This team isn't going to get Trevor Lawrence because they're going to beat the fucking Raiders or the Rams or the Browns or the Patriots when they're when they're resting their starters for yeah. the fucking playoffs in week week 16, 17. And and we're going to get a win and mm-hmm. us and the Giants are going to be in race for fucking Trevor Lawrence. Daniel Jones is is going to be gone also. Like the has there ever been a worse era of a, a sport in a city than what New York football is going through right now? I, I, if there has been, I can't think of it. I mean, the late 2000s. I guess the, Brown, the Browns, the Browns for like 50 years, I guess. But like, <laughs> but I mean, that, that's one franchise. This is two professional sports franchises. I say professional in quotes, at least with the Jets. The Giants. I don't want to hear all any belly aching, any bitching and moaning from any Giant fan about how bad things are, how depressed they are about sports. You have two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl wins in the last 15 years. Yeah, cram you, me a fucking river. One of them you beat arguably the greatest team of all time, and you stopped them from getting an undefeated season. And then you beat them again. And then you beat them again. And not only did you beat those teams, but those are the teams that we hate. Like that, that's yeah, our rival. That's our thing. We hate the Patriots. You achieved our dream that we can never have because obviously we can't play them in the Super Bowl. So I don't want to hear anything. Like, yes, over the course of like of Gettleman's tenure, they're the worst team in the league based on a win, wins and losses record. And sure, yes, they're a really shitty franchise right now. But – Someone put it, I think it might have been Ethan, actually, from Gotham, tweeted out last night. It's like, things can always be worse, Giants fans. You could be a Jet fan. And that is spot on. Because time and again, this franchise, this owner, the only thing they know how to do on a professional level is screw things up. That's it. That's the only thing they've proven time and time again, that they are the... Bill Belichick of doing is I, fucking I just, things up. I just looked at Sam Darnold's face and I had a visceral reaction because <laughs> because of how much and and, 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 I, and I I hate that 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 just happened mm. because it's not his fault mm. at all. Like I, I Sam, I, I don't I don't hate Sam Darnold. I hate what he represents <laughs> and what he represents is fucking failure 
by this organization and Adam Gase. And I was listening. I was listening to the Athletic Jets podcast today, Connor Hughes. I wanted to hear like the insider take on this, and he was saying that this that Christopher Johnson is not Woody Johnson, where Woody Johnson views this as a business, where Christopher Johnson like actually wants to win. I don't want to fucking hear Maybe that. Not. I don't I, see it. I don't want to hear that. Don't yeah. fucking tell me that you want to win after what you've fucking done to this team. He's like, yeah, you know, he he realizes he made a mistake firing McCagnan that like at that point, and he realizes that Adam Gase was a mistake, dude. <laughs> dude, like you own a football team, and you let the guy draft everybody and spend a hundred million dollars on free agents, and you're like, oops, my bad. Are you are you oh, fucking kidding god. me? Oh my god! Oh and then my he's god. like, and then he goes, oh, I, I can't even, I can't even. He's like, yeah, oops, my bad. It's just a hundred million dollars. Yeah, cut Le'Veon. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, How- Adam Gase. Oh sh. Whoops. <laughs> like, whoops. Are you fucking serious, dude? <laughs> Uh, every no uh, like and these guys like they're billionaires so like they don't like understand real life and maybe like these guys like made their own money i don't think the johnsons like i think it was their dad who started the company i I don't know they're really old so maybe they did it themselves but like like everybody everybody who is available there was like eight or nine coaches who were available. Matt Rule, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Todd Munkin. Like, all of them would have been better than Adam Gase. Not only that, but you watched him in your own division. And then you saw the players leave the Dolphins and thrive. And you still signed the guy. Oh, yeah, Peyton Manning called me. Peyton was like, yeah, he was great. It's like, listen, if me or you were running the Jets, if we were Christopher Johnson and, and Peyton Manning called me and was like, yo, so this Adam Gase guy, he was pretty good when, uh, he was, yeah, he was pretty dang good when he was my offensive coordinator. I mean, if, how do you not take that with a grain of salt? Mm. Do you, do you watch football, Christopher? I'm talking to you right now, Christopher Johnson. You're, you're <laughs> never going to hear this, but I'm talking to you right now. Do you watch football? Have you ever watched Peyton Manning play football? Connor, what is Peyton Manning? Not. What is Peyton Manning known for? Being a very good quarterback. Okay. But <laughs> yes. Yes. But so, okay, so here here here's how I'll break this down. I was watching the herd today, and Colin had uh Emmanuel Sanders on. And Emmanuel Sanders has played with three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He's played with Ben Roethlisberger, he's played with Drew Brees, now with the Saints, and he's played with Peyton Manning. And Joe Flacco. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. But he's played with three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And Colin was like, "So what's the difference between like like what like what sets these guys each guy apart, right?" And so he's like, "Yeah, you know Ben. He's like really sneaky with like his pre-snap motion and everything. Like, well, he'll give you a sign, and you have to be like looking him at all, all times. Um, and so like he's really good at that. Drew Brees. It's all about like." 
critical execution. You know, like I'll run a dig, it'll be 12 yards, and then it'll come to me, and I'll be I'm expecting like, oh yeah, great dig route manual. No, Drew's like, yo, run that 13 yards next time, and I can get that in that window that we need, right? So it's all about the the right execution. With Peyton, he was like, yeah. So with Peyton, he just audibled every single play. He, <laughs> he checked everything at the line of scrimmage. You know, he checked. So who was calling the plays when Peyton was at was in Denver? Riddle me that. Hmm. If you're, if you're saying that, I'm going to guess Peyton Manning had more control than Adam Gase did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Adam Gase called the play, and then Peyton would go to the line, and he would change the fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's too perfect. Like, ah, this, I mean, oh, this, it's too perfect. Another example of this, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. So Aaron Rodgers would get the play call in his ear from Mike McCarthy, and like 40 to 50% of the time, maybe even more, from what I've been what I've been hearing and reading in interviews, he'd just roll his eyes and just change the play in the huddle and be like, all right, this is what we're doing. Or he'd draw something up in the sand. I, now you look at Mike McCarthy, the, the Cowboys are 0-4, right? It's unbelievable. These, they're, the, like, right. these, they're, it makes sense. These are really basic things where you look at the Hall of Fame quarterback and how they interacted with the play caller. And if they're changing the play call every single time they call the play, you probably shouldn't hire that guy to be the head coach. Not only that, you probably shouldn't hire a guy who every player who's ever played for him hates his guts. Fucking despises. And every every player that basically currently plays for him. Like... I mean, I don't know. I mean, all you need to do is to get an Jarvis, insight. Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Jarvis. Damian Williams, Ryan Tannehill, all of them. They Kenyon don't like Drake. him. Kenyon Drake. They don't like him. Despise him. And and like, so Le'Veon. You know, you know how bad of a, of a human being you have to be to get someone to want to leave Miami to go to Cleveland? And I'm not talking about the football teams. I'm talking about just in general having to relocate your life from Miami, from South Florida to go to Cleveland, Ohio. Jarvis Landry wanted out under the Adam Gase tenure. Browns are great. Browns are a great team. What are the, what are like what are we doing? We're fl- like flopping around in the water with this asshole head coach that drives every single person that has some shred of football talent away from the team. Yeah. I I, I, t- I yep. tweeted it last yep. night. I, I, Adam Gase lasted longer. Like Adam Gase is still here. He's on the team. Jamal Adams isn't. Robbie Anderson isn't. Le'Veon Bell isn't. Like these guys that were the the corner pieces of, and I can't, I can't really say that as much about Le'Veon because we really never even got a chance to see what he could do in the schemes because Gase never knew what the fuck he was doing with him. Mm-hmm. And wherever Le'Veon goes next, and it's similar to Sam Darnold because I think we're all slowly coming to grips with the fact that. Darnold's gone. Slowly. I mean, this hit me like a, I mean, a, a tidal wave. I, I, a tidal wave. I mean, them releasing Le'Veon, like them releasing Le'Veon is just, it's, I have to imagine they're taking calls for Sam right now. I, I, is the, are they, they're like, yeah, we're, we're keeping uh, Gase so we can evaluate him. What, what the fuck does that mean? Evaluating? Like the dude's ruined. He's ruined as the Jets quarterback so because you hired this man. Le'Veon. Todd Bowles, who is a, def- a secondary coach. Defensive-minded coach, it might not show in the stat sheet, his marginal improvement in his second year in terms of, like, touchdowns thrown and interceptions thrown does not offset the fact 
that he pretty much played better his rookie season than he did his second year and almost certainly what he's played this year. So Le'Veon Instagrammed uh, what he also tweeted, like, you know, I'm ready, whatever. It was the picture of him, like, sweating or whatever because that's what athletes do. And someone, one of his boys – was like you won't say it, but I will. Fuck Adam Gase and and <laughs> and the, and the, and the Jets or whatever. Like fuck the Jets and fuck Adam Gase. Uh, and Le- I, I, I don't know if Le'Veon replied or whatever, but that's clearly how what he's thinking. Mm. If you're and and so uh, do you follow that girl, uh, Kayla Pace Jets yeah, fan? On, yeah. yeah. So she tweeted. Uh, thing that also blew up yesterday. A lot of Jets fans just popping off yesterday. Yep, yep. What she tweeted was perfect. It was uh, let me see if I can find it. She basically said, "No Jets." Like, why would anybody? Yeah. So since the Jets, shout out Kayla, good tweet. Since the Jets hired Gase, destroyed Sam Darnold's confidence and development, chased a homegrown talent out of town with incompetence, Robbie Anderson. Made sure that and Jamal, no free and Jamal, Adams, and Jamal Adams and Jamal Adams made sure that no free agent will want to sign with them for years to come. Ranked last in offensive production for the last for two straight seasons. But number three is the one that sticks out the most to me. Mm-hmm. As long as, especially as, as long as Adam Gase is there, but who the fuck's gonna want to come to the Jets? Give me, give me. I, I'm not even asking for five. Give me one reason why you would ever no two because you know it's new york so people want to play in new york it's the big city you get marketing opportunities other than that which is like the 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 lowest denominator there like it's baseline right Right. other than that why would you want to play for the new york jets there's absolutely i mean zero reason i mean zero literally no reason whatsoever Unless you're going to get the bag thrown at you and on, like, some stupid fucking deal like Mike McCagney used to hand out, like, With candy. Mo- for, for CJ, for CJ Mosley. For CJ Mosley. Who, who just, you know, has played one game over two years for the Jets. Unbelievable. And and Le'Veon, for that matter. I mean, unless, you, yeah, unless Joe Douglas is calling you up and Joe Douglas has already basically proven that he's – very tight with the purse strings and he's not just going to start throwing money around willy nilly because he wants to land a big name, which is good. I, I think you and I are both on the same page there that just doing what Mike McCagney used to do is not a good way to run a football team, but there's no reason to come here. I mean, management has proven time and time again, they don't know how to hire like, you know, the proper people to get a football team like up and running and off the ground. Well, I mean, they, they, why would I, why would you trust, if you're going to come here, why would you trust that they're going to do the same, like the, do something right and help propel you to getting a championship uh, and just generally not being the laughing stock of the league? I mean, you go up and you, you play, you play for the Jets and you screw something up on the field or something like that. Guess what? You're a highlight reel for, for years and years to come because the Jets have made themselves into a meme and they've done that. Very successfully. Before, I mean, between the butt fumble, everything with Tebow, like now, now especially, now that social media is truly at its height, and they've based, they're no longer a football team, at least not the 2020 Jets, they're no longer a football team. They're punching bag, they're mean. Yeah. And who's suffering for it? Not them, we not are. those guys. We are. And I, I, don't, I don't mean to say that as like, oh, woe is me. But no, 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 no. no. Well, <laughs> woe is us. Woe is us. Woe is us. If you're listening, if you're listening to this, 
I would imagine you're a Jet fan because if you're not, I don't know what the like. Uh, we welcome you. Thanks for listening. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you want to hear us just rant and rave like angry assholes because that's what we are because it's what the, this team has turned us into. No, we're not the assholes. Uh, so I want to say that. I mean, I, 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 and the shittiest thing is that they're having this type of season when there's no when there can be no fans in the stands. Yeah, it's such bullshit. Because like, like, no, like you were saying, because like you were saying, they're regardless of whether or not like you know fans are watching the games or not, it's not hurting them like monetarily. It's I mean they have their TV they're, deals. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they're already being but hurt monetarily. If they are, if they, this was a regular season, if this was last year, and fans were in the stands, and the team, regardless of whether or not they were doing well on the field, was getting booed at home games, maybe that would like trigger something in Christopher Johnson's head. Saying it's like, hmm, maybe even though they're doing well, this team, like this game, is mostly away team fans. So it's like, hmm, maybe the Jet fans don't really like what's going on right now. And if you if, if that's what it takes, hold on. If that's what it takes for Christopher Johnson to make a change, we're we're fucked. Like, oh yeah, 100%. forever, forever, forever yeah. fucked. And oh, and yeah. I and I already think we are fucked forever. But we are fucked forever. For, at least for a fucked, few years, if, that, if that's what it is. Um, so we've we, we've we've done this for about a half hour, and um, we haven't talked a single thing about the last game. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. One, two. I I watched I, I I watched a total of a minute and a half of this game. Whatever came up on Red Zone, um, I was in Philly, so I just was like, okay, I just don't care about this game. I hope D-Hop and Kyler play well because I have them in fantasy. But the upcoming game, which is at 4.05. In holy, Miami. Holy like, shit, they put us at 4.05. Um, what? And then we have a Monday night game against the Patriots still. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, so they're playing in Miami. This is it. Connor, this is this is this is what. So I we I, I talked about this for briefly at the beginning of this podcast, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were going through the schedule. But um, initially, it was week ten, I believe. So this was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, um, nine between nine and ten, or something like that. Whatever. It was midway through the season. It would be Dolphins by Dolphins, right? Um. Now it's this. Now you have the Dolphins because the schedule got changed, so they're playing Chargers by Dolphins. So now it's at Dolphins. This is this is what we talked about. This is where you leave Adam Gase in Miami, and you say this is where you we should have left. This is this is where you should be still. I, I wish you were still coach of the Dolphins. You mm-hmm. know. Um, let me ask you this: If the Jets go down to Miami, and Ryan Fitzpatrick hangs forty on the Jets. Is that enough? No. 50? No. 50? I don't know. I, 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 a 50-burger? I, I, we've all been on the at the breaking point trying to ask ourselves, and it's not just we. Like, I, I, need to, I need to emphasize, this isn't just Jet fans being like, you know, being just our general miserable selves saying, oh, my God, this coach stinks. Like, they got to get out of here. Like, towards the end of his tenure, it's like, yeah, we were about that, but Todd Bowles. The players were still sticking up for Bowles. Guys in the media were still sticking up for Bowles. Like, and we never hated Bowles on, at a visceral level that I think we all loathe Adam Gase. 
because Bowles just turned out he just wasn't the right guy for the job. So he just we just wanted to and move you know on. What? And Bowles could be a great head coach somewhere, probably. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, like, I mean, the Jets were good for with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Bowles, and the defense was really good, and they had some yeah. great pieces. That, you're right. It wasn't the right guy for that it job. Wasn't, in, it just at the wasn't time. the right guy for, to, to coach the Jets. And but now I haven't seen a single account on social media. I haven't seen a single person on online writing articles, anyone on the beat saying that Adam Gates deserves to keep his job. It's not just that. Like, what it's not has just he the beat. done? It's not just articles. To keep it's, his job. it's national media. It's it's ESPN and it's, Fox. It's, it's everyone. It's CBS. Saying, it's everybody saying, how does this guy still have a job? And and the only person that doesn't seem to get it is the one guy that can do something about it, Christopher Johnson. And we're so we're we're all just left standing here screaming into pillows, saying it's like we don't get it. And Maybe it's the whole you don't want to fire a coach midseason. This I'm, season isn't going anywhere. You see this? I'm losing hair. <laughs> I am losing hair. Pulling out hair in the shower. Like, oh my God. It's like, it doesn't serve anyone any good. There's no players on this team that you're going to harm their development by firing Gase. Sam Darnold with the Jets has been ruined beyond repair. Look what He's they going, did to my boy. Look, they, look, they massacred my boy. They massacred my boy. <laughs> That's our horrible Marlon Brando in the Godfather impression. Look, look what they did to my boy. <laughs> <laughs> look what, no, no. Look what you're doing to me, man. <laughs> you're killing us. <laughs> you're killing us, man. Oh, my God. It's... I mean, at the beginning of the season, it's like after week one, it was all like people. I was getting like angry with people saying it's like you know we should tank for Trevor. Like I still believe in Sam, and to some degree, I still believe in Sam. But I just don't, I don't know what, like what is going to happen like with him. Like what can he do when he comes? He's not playing on Sunday. Flacco's still starting, and you know, in many ways, I'm I, I'm happy for him that he doesn't have to to trot out there because. You know, I'm terrified for him. I am too. I mean, but like at the same Sam's time, Sam's gonna come and unless Mackay's back because Becton's real. Mackay Becton's real. I, I, I unless think he's back in universal agreement uh, as with that as well is that Becton's for real. Right. Like, he's you know as what? good as they need him to be. I'm I'm terrified that Becton comes back, Sam comes back, Mims is healthy, Perriman's healthy. Perriman looks like the wide receiver he did on the Bucks last year at the end of the season. Mims looks like a stud, and Becton is just giving Sam a million years to throw, and mm. the Jets win three games and lose out on Trevor oh, Lawrence, and then we are in continue to be in purgatory. And Christopher Johnson's like, you know, we won three games. We went three and three at the end of the season, and you know what? I think that Gase is the guy still, and we need to just – we need to let Sam be the guy, and here's your $150 million extension, Sam. <laughs> and at that point, I will be jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> then that might be it. That might be it. I will, I will walk. I am in New Jersey. I will walk to Brooklyn, and I will jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. Swan dive. <laughs> with a flag. With a flag uh, that says, with a, with, a giant, with a giant flag that says, Christopher Johnson. You did this. <laughs> and then uh, another flag attached to it saying, 
fire Adam Gates. <laughs> oh my god, it's like that video of the the, the Steeler fan when they lose on like the last second field goal. He's like, "You're gonna find me hanging from a tree. Yeah. Don't ask me to fucking do nothing." He's like screaming at the top of his lungs. Destroys like, his TV. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's pretty. That's pretty much where we're at. And if I, think I didn't, if I didn't live at home. Uh, and I, you know, I my TV would probably be destroyed by now. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that I haven't broken mine, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but I think because it's the Jets, there's no way they're going on 16. It's the Jets, so the only the only people that know how to do more harm to the Jets than an, another team coming in and like you know, like a Week 17 in 2016 thing where they lost to the Bills and ruined their shot at the playoffs. The only team. That knows how to do that, like the Jets is the Jets. I just want a two-game lead. Well, that's that's the other thing. The Jets are, I think, are like you know, without dispute, the worst team in the league right now, and they're number three in the draft order, which is bullshit because the, the Jets Giants, have the hardest schedule. So Giants, for some reason, are ahead of them. How does that make sense, by the way? Why do I don't they, know. I don't, why does I don't the team with the hardest schedule have the third pick? It doesn't make any sense. I don't. I. I, I and the Giants are going to move on. From I Gettle. guess it's because I guess it's because if you're zero and three with that easy of a schedule that the Falcons and the Giants have, or I guess the Giants, or not that easy, but like easier of a schedule. Uh, I guess you technically because you're losing to worse teams, so you are technically right. worse. Um, I mean, the Jets have to have the. They can't be tied with somebody because their strength of schedule is ridiculous this season. They still have the Bills above five hundred, the Chiefs above five hundred, the Dolphins five hundred, the Patriots. Above 500. The Chargers should be above 500. Very talented, but yeah. they've lost – I think they've lost 13 games in the last two years by one possession, which is – Because they just know – they know how to – they know they're like the Jets. They know how to blow, like blow leads. If, it, if there's one – the If there's one – no, they have a – they're more impressive than the Jets in that regard. Um, <laughs> the, the Raiders, who just beat the Chiefs. The Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns, the Patriots. I mean, it, this is a gauntlet. Yeah. This is a gauntlet. This should be a gauntlet for a good team. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not, not just like a, a historically bad team like the 2020 Jets are. And, I mean, yeah. and after all is said and done, when it's week 17 and this we're finally put to rest on this godforsaken season, there's still a very real chance they don't have the first overall pick. And all of this was fucking pointless like with the exception of Gase losing his job like oh adam Gase coached at lsu when they couldn't do anything <laughs> good wow that's a shocker R yeah ryan clark who blocked me on twitter uh gives some insight on the R michael k show earlier out about an hour ago about the adam Gase he knew at lsu compared to adam Gase now i i don't even need to listen i mean i'm just assuming that you know probably a similar guy and <laughs> <laughs> and it makes a whole lot of sense that he was there when they couldn't get over the hump. Um, Connor, I, I got really nothing else, dude. I mean, I, it's there's yeah, that, yeah. Fuck this team. Fuck this franchise. I, I, I mean, it's. I don't even want to say it. Say that we have like I want to because well, I, first of all, I don't want to watch the rest of the season. Like I would rather just watch Red Zone every single week. And you can't see it, but Jesse has moved away from his mic in disgust. He's just got a sad look on his face. And that's pretty much where we're, we're both at, where I think every Jet fan is at. It's 
it's a level of anger, frustration, and sadness that I don't think I've ever felt as a sports fan because the Jets are my team. They're the team that I root for and I have the most passion for. And they're slowly driving a lot of people, myself included, away from like rooting for them, caring about them, just anything in general regarding them. Yeah. And Yeah, dude. It's... I mean, there's nothing more to say. There's really, I mean, it's this is this is the worst. We are in sports purgatory, and I, I think the Browns went 0 16, right? Yep. And the 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 Lions, the Lions went 0 16. So that if you're a Browns fan or a Lions fan, you can relate. Um. Yeah. Everybody else, fuck off. (laughs) That's that's all I got. That's all I got. I don't, I don't, no, I don't. I, I'd rather not continue to make myself angry talking about this, yeah. this team. Anymore. All right. Well, if you want to listen to any of the other podcasts in the Gotham Sports Network family of podcasts, you can do so on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Radio, and Spotify. Uh, if you want to read any of the content, including Connor's depressing article wrapping up the Jets this past weekend, you can do so on GothamSN.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Jesse Finver. Uh, and if you want to follow my good friend Connor here, you can do at, so. At the NJ Mick. Because I'm Irish and I'm from New Jersey. I was waiting for that. <laughs> All right, folks. That's it. Um, if it sounds like I'm depressed, it's because I am. And... I hate this team with every fire of my being. (laughs) Oh, I really do. All right. right. Until next week.